Speak Now comes out July 7th. Jump everything Hey y'all, it's Amelia Rose, and welcome to Say La Me, and welcome to Countdown to Speak Now, Taylor's version. This is the last episode before the release episode of Speak Now, Taylor's version, and I'm very, very excited. If you have listened to all the episodes that I've done for this project, thank you so much. I am beyond excited. I've said this every single time, but I'm beyond excited um, for doing this project like I'm beyond excited about it um and so yeah I feel like it's just been such a fun thing to do and I it kind of has inspired me to have more guests anyway on the podcast but anyway I'm very excited about it so today we have Alexis on she runs a beautiful Taylor Swift fan account she takes she kind of caught my eye because she takes these really really pretty photos of like merch and everything she's been a fan for a while so she has a lot of the like old school like nostalgic throwback merch and so she'll take photos of that she does inspired photos from like 1989 speak now all of that and she just has a really beautiful account and she's also a very positive person so for those reasons and other reasons I really want to have her on the podcast she just has her feed is very very beautiful I don't put much stock into like having an aesthetic feed like that's not something that's like not like a must for me to follow somebody but hers oh my gosh it's one of the most beautiful things I've seen so anyway without further ado let's talk to Alexis okay guys we've got Alexis on Hi. (laughs) okay Alexis can you tell me a little bit about yourself like where do you live what do you do how old are you just kind of Give us an overview. Um, So my name is Alexis. Um, I'm 23 and I live in Arizona. Um, I used to live in Japan. I just moved back home to Arizona. Yeah. Um, And I've been running my Taylor account since 2012-ish, I think. (laughs) Wow. That's a long time. It's a really long time. (laughs) So tell me when you first heard Taylor and when you became a fan. So, um, my first memory, so I was kind of, I like to say that my family was a Swifty before I was, I was kind of like born into it because (laughs) my Thea was the one who introduced me to her. She was a longtime fan during like the debut era. Um, and so the first recollection I have of listening to Taylor or talking about her or like having any sort of memory is I went to my Thea's room and I asked her if she could play the song that goes, it's late and your mama don't know. <laughs> and <she laughs> our song. And I was like, sure. <laughs> um, and I was about seven during that. So um, about 2007. And then um, my Thea is the one who like fed me Taylor merch like every mm-hmm. Christmas. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, this is cool. And then my mom got me Taylor tickets to the Speak Now tour in 2011. And then it was all, it was all downhill from there. (laughs) I was (laughs) in it. (laughs) That's perfect. That's super similar to me. Um, I kind of became a fan. My older sister had some, she she was like listening to the music with her friends around 2007. And so I was like, oh, wait, this is good. And so it kind of transferred from my older sister to me being like a huge fan um, and everything. So that's, that's really great. That's fun. How did you go from like being a big fan to then being like, I'm going to start a fan account? 
That was a big jump. So my very first fan account was actually YouTube. So um, I watched a lot of YouTube as a kid. That was like when YouTube was really like growing, when like mm-hmm. an app on your iPhone was like a vintage TV, like really back in the day. And so yeah. um, I was in sixth grade um, and I started a YouTube channel called Taylor Red. I don't know how that became a thing, but <laughs> doesn't make sense. But my 12 year old brain thought it did. So um, I actually started my YouTube channel with filming videos of myself reading like Tiger Beat magazines and like mm-hmm. the like really old kitty teen magazines. And I would sit in front of the camera and read the Taylor parts of the magazine. <laughs> I thought I was so innovative. <laughs> um, and so that's actually my first fan account. That was the summer before sixth grade. And then in sixth grade, I created um, an Instagram. And that was, that served more as like a personal slash Taylor account. My username Mm -hmm. was um, SwiftyGirl13. Uh, (laughs) And I did that when I was like 11 or 12. And then um, it kind of went up from there. And I've all, since then I've been involved with the Taylor online community um, Mm -hmm. through all the Tumblr phases and Taylor Connect phases and all the things. So it's a lot of fun. I love looking at your like content and everything. (laughs) Um, Something that really pulled me into your uh, fan page as opposed to like other fan pages is your content is like really aesthetically pleasing on Instagram. Like (laughs) it looks so good. So how, give us a little like behind the scenes. How do you make everything looks super cohesive, but also just, I don't know, I can't explain it. So you go ahead and explain it. Okay. Well, thank you for saying that, first of all. Um, So I started, like I said, I started my fan account when I was 11. Back then, it was not cohesive at all. Like it was like (laughs) random screenshots of Taylor reposted. Like it was not any crazy, unique thing at all. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I moved to Japan Um, And I was really lonely and bored um, and I wanted to spice up my fan page that like in a way that made me excited. And I've loved photography. Um, I took it all four years of high school. Like I just love photography. And Mm -hmm. I always implemented that kind of like Pinteresty look to my personal Instagram. But one day I was really bored and I was like, what if I like do a fan page that looks like Pinterest and like all cute and like looks like a like what you see all the big influencers doing like what yes. if I did what if I did that but like made it tailor related since those are like my interests and passions so I would go on Pinterest and I would look and see like a model looking girl sitting in a chair reading like a really aesthetic Vogue magazine I'm like okay what if I recreate that and I'm sitting in a chair, but instead I'm reading a reputation magazine <laughs> and I take a picture of that and it's like, it's tailor related. And it's also like really stylistic and cute and Pinterest. Uh-huh. And so I just ran with that. And um, when I like spiced on my Instagram to begin with, it was in 2021 at the end of the year. And that was when like the minimalistic Instagram was like very popular and trendy and like, mm-hmm 
cute influencer girls were like doing the minimalistic white everything and like those kind of pictures. So I was like, okay, how do I do that with my Instagram? And so I did it. Um, if you scroll, well, now I have a new account, which we'll talk about, but, um, (laughs) old account, um, if you like scrolled all the way down, you could see like when I started doing like the minimalist trying to be Pinteresty and then like kind of it molded into like what is like on my account now where it's just very uh-huh. white, clean and minimalist and like just everything I love. And so um, I guess it started with my personal account and I was like, how can I make a Taylor account look like this? And so mm-hmm. that's that's kind of how it started. That is, I don't know. I love your photos I think they're great like Pinterest Taylor Swift like that's my vibe and I'm just like this is so pretty um also you have some really fun reels how do you come up with reels ideas oh those are probably more hard (laughs) um way harder than photography for me just because Mm -hmm. like short form anything I'm a talker so like short form anything is just like it's hard (laughs) Um, Uh uh-huh But TikTok, so what I do is I post the same reels on TikTok and vice versa. So everything Uh you see, most of the time, everything you see on my reels is what is on my TikTok. Um, It makes it a lot easier for me. And I know that a lot of people on my Instagram live in other countries where TikTok is actually banned. So um, I just post cross content, make it easier for everybody. But um also saves me a lot of time because I don't have a lot of time to like you know post everything I want and make everything I want but um I mean like I got a lot of the inspiration from like when TikTok first started like everybody doing like the cute like transitions and outfits Mm -hmm. um and I love fashion so that was like one of the things that I wanted to incorporate into my Taylor account and so those are I mean, like I make silly reels and I make dramatic reels and, you know, all the things. Um, But like my favorite is the fashion ones just because those are the most fun to make and they take the most time too, which is kind of fun and they're cute and I like looking at them. (laughs) But um, yeah, so usually I get my ideas from like TikTok and trends going around and then also just like what's happening in the Swifty universe, like the Eras tour. um, I did right before I left Japan, I did um, a couple of videos of like what reputation would wear to the Eras tour or like what 1989 would wear to the Eras tour. And so it was just kind of fun or like what's in reputation's closet. And it's like, it, I don't know, I really like incorporating the fashion videos and those end up being my favorite ones to make. Yeah, I love the merch styling videos. Those are my favorite to watch because <laughs> I always want to be able to wear my merch, but I don't want it to look like I'm just like wearing yeah. a t-shirt and it's just like, eh. yeah. so exactly. that's fun. It's super fun. Um, speaking of the Eras tour, behind you, um, this is not going to be a video podcast, but anyone listening, behind you, you've got the surprise song, Bingo. So how did that come about? Was you just like, oh, I want this to be a tradition or what? Uh, so after opening night, um, I didn't have any other tickets other than my Kansas City shows. And everyone mm-hmm. was going to all of these shows. And I was like, I need to cure my FOMO in somehow, in some way. So um, I actually saw Taylor liked a video from a girl. I can't remember her name. Um, but everyone knows her because she was like the first one to do it. Um, she has like on her back door, it looks like she has like a list of all of Taylor's discography and she goes every night and like crosses one off. 
And that was happening. I think she was doing it from the beginning, but I remember seeing it after opening weekend. And I was like, I want to do something like that to like cure my FOMO and like have, you know, some fun things to do over the weekend. So um, mm -hmm. I re reached out to her and I was like, Hey, can I like do like a bingo spin on like what you're doing? Cause I hadn't seen anyone else do it except for her. And so she was like, yeah, for sure. Um, and I got the bingo idea because I did bingo for the Midnight's Mayhem with me. And um, so I don't know why that just popped into my head, but I decided to do a bingo for the hair store um, instead of like a list. But it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's, you know, spurred up some conversation, but it has been it's been pretty fun. And I like doing it every weekend. And um, my Thea texted me the other day and she was like, you because I missed a weekend of doing it. And um, she texted me and she was like, you didn't do your bingo board. That's the only way I know I figure out what surprise songs are playing the next four. And I was like, okay, I'll do it for my Thea. And so um, I started it back up this um, past weekend or yesterday. Um, yeah. And uh, it's been a lot of fun and it's been curing my FOMO. So that's, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> no, I love that your video from uh either you posted it today or yesterday i forget but um at the end where you're like 1909 you're like okay <laughs> we got it if yeah. if y'all don't know and we'll talk about this a little bit but alexis is a 1989 girl um she is actually probably the 1989 girl so we'll talk about that in a minute um but no at my show i went to atlanta night two and so that was like the first time that taylor had played a reputation song and so she was saying oh yeah i remember i i see out there that some of y'all are you know keeping track and I was kind of like the bingo, I love the bingo. <laughs> um, so it's so cool to think that she probably like I mean she knows that we're keeping track but at the same yeah. time it's like how does she know I don't know maybe she saw Alexis's video right sure. I, I always think like she's so I mean like she likes videos here and there but I'm like what does she really see like we have no uh -huh. idea <laughs> she could see like our little stupid videos that get like a hundred views and we're, you know like we never you never know like what she comes uh -huh. across and it's very cute that she did that little innuendo <laughs> and I was like oh she sees stuff that's so exciting <laughs> um so how do you have the time to do this when you work full-time yeah um it's a lot so I work in mental health for kids um and it, it's a full-time job work eight to five every day. Um, and it's hard. It was really easy when I lived in Japan because I wasn't working. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I just got too used to that. Like every day it would be like, okay, I'm going to take Instagram pictures today. And then the next day I'm like, I'm going to film, you know, whatever I want. And yeah. now, um, now I have to kind of strategically plan, um, which is not the funnest, but, um, it works. So usually, I do, um, I save like the weekends for like prepping everything for the week. Um, and it like allows me to have fun during the week without having to take the time to like make everything from scratch. Um, I make everything from scratch the, during the weekend and then I post it throughout the week. Um, but with like anything crazy that happens in the fandom or like if Taylor does anything crazy during the week, those are obviously all like in real time, but like the fun videos that I, that take a while to make, um, like me making a DIY shirt or like doing the merch styling videos, like those are all filmed 
prior to when I mm-hmm. post because I just don't have time after work because after work I come and the sun's already setting. So it's like, I don't have light. <laughs> um, so, yeah. uh, I, those are all filmed, um, the weekend during the weekend. Um, and it's funny because it's like, it's, well, it's fun and just like cool because I love doing this, but like during the weekends, it's like, I have a family barbecue to go to in two hours. I woke up early at seven to like get all ready so I can film stuff and then do this with you. It's like, it's fun to kind of be busy and like, yeah, make that time because it's something that I love to do. And I mean, like, I don't have to, but like, it's fun for me and I love doing it. So yeah, that's super good. I really like your positivity. Just side note. Aww. I just think that you're very positive and I love seeing that. But I can so relate to trying to like section off time because I also work full time. And so doing the podcast and stuff, especially my regular episodes, it's very much like revolves around my life. So I typically like to update people. And so I can't schedule as far ahead as I would like to because then there's nothing about my life to talk about I can't batch record like 15 episodes because I'm like there's nothing new going on guys like I have no clue and so but stuff like this like projects like this I'm like cool guest interviews I can do ahead and super fun so I really enjoy doing that um but something I did want to ask you about that I don't personally know that much about is you kind of met Taylor in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that. Um, Oh gosh. Okay. So this goes back to the whole 1989, why I'm just annoying about that album. Um, so my Thea was moving to New York. Um, and we kind of scheduled our apartment hunting trip around 1989 release day. Um, I had never been to New York, Um, and I had never gone to an album release week, um, in New York. This was kind of when like, that was not as popular to do. Um, so I went to New York for 1989 release week and she was doing an interview at Good Morning America and our hotel was actually right across the street from there. So we got up at like 4am and walked down in Times Square to stand outside of Good Morning America, just to see just to like see what would happen. And um, she was obviously having the interview there. And there were other people there with like signs and like, it's my birthday and like all very, very cute. And um, so we just stood out there at the barricade of um, the Good Morning America building. And she comes and she actually comes outside to like take pictures with everyone at the barricade um Mm -hmm. so i don't know if i've told this in like entire story but what happened was she came out and kind of i was like halfway down the line and so she comes out and takes picture pictures with like the first like five feet of people and then she stops like right in front of me and i'm like oh my goodness (laughs) and I was 14 at this time so I didn't go into it being like I'm gonna meet Taylor if I did I would have done because or I would have (laughs) looked (laughs) semi-presentable um I was 14 and didn't know what the heck I was doing so Mm. uh, I was like oh my gosh she went back inside and then she yelled to the crowd she's like I will be right back and so she goes back in and I'm like no like she's busy like she's doing her interview there was actually another celebrity there that day that did kind of the same thing like I'll be right back and then never came back and so I was like, she's not going to come back. Like, she's busy. She comes back, of course, because it's freaking Taylor. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so 
she comes back out and um, she starts where she left off. And so my Thea was right next to me. She got a picture and then she came to me and I was so starstruck. I didn't even plan on anything to say, like, cause I didn't know I was going to see her. And so I didn't have anything to say. I didn't like know what was going on. She takes my phone, my little iPhone 5C, it was blue. And so she takes my phone and she takes a picture and she hands it back to me. And thank God I said something because I was on the track of not saying anything at all and just being starstruck. But thank God I got some words out. I said, I love you so much much and she said I love you too thanks for coming and then rubbed my shoulder and went to the little girls next to me but and that was it that was um all that was going on um and then that Thanksgiving a couple months after I met her and after 1989 release week um Good Morning America actually had like a spinoff show called Thank You America I think and they had Taylor on to talk about like things that she's thankful for for Thanksgiving and things like that. And during that interview, she talked a lot about like fan connection and how she was building a lot of relationships with the fans this era on Tumblr and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the height of like the 1989 secret sessions. So that was like a big thing. Um, and in that interview, they showed a clip of me like the entire interaction of me and Taylor from the morning of 1989 release day. Oh my God. And I had no idea that they were filming this. I had no idea that it was going to end up somewhere. I remember my friend Rachel called me because she saw the interview interview before I did because it, the time zones. And she was uh-huh. like, you're on this interview. Like the clip of you meeting Taylor is on this interview. You have to watch it. It starts an hour or whatever. So I watch it and it's the, I think it's Thanksgiving day because I had like a bunch of distant family members over at my grandparents' house. And we just all like went around the TV and watched this clip. It was very, very cool to see. And then I did get a selfie with her. It was very sweet. It was a very cute moment. And my 14 year old self was very happy and it kind of uh, started the bond I would have to 1989 as the album. But um, yeah, it was very sweet. Oh, that is such a good story. I love that. I, <laughs> I love that you weren't like, oh, I'm going to you know, meet Taylor or whatever. You're just like, I don't have any expectations. She's a busy lady. Like, yeah. oh, I don't know, you know, and then yeah. you ended up getting it. That is so, so, so sweet. Oh, my gosh. Um, so kind of segueing into the purpose of this like project the speak now taylor's version what expectations or hopes or wishes or whatever do you have for uh the release oh goodness i am so excited first of all um the vault track came out like a few days ago ish maybe um and so i was very shocked that she had features that was something i wasn't expecting um i thought it was just going to be straight up just Taylor kind of like to go with the vibe of like self-written and Mm -hmm. so on. So um, I was very shocked that she had features, but I really liked how she did it with the two people who like influenced her music at that time, which you can definitely see. Like there is definite like relations between Fall Out Boy and Hayley Williams and Paramore in Speak Now, um, which I thought was very cool and clever for her to do. So I'm really excited for this. Um, and I will be at the Kansas City Night One show, which is Speak Now release day. And so, of course, I'm like thinking of like all the surprise songs that she can sing. And so yeah. I really think that 
she's probably going to sing Long Live and maybe like one song from The Vault, but we'll see. But I'm very, very excited to see what happens. That's exciting. I completely forgot that you were going to be at the release day show. <laughs> Yeah, it was, um, it was shocking for me because, so what happened, kind of funny, kind of sad, but um, I had Nashville night one tickets for May 5th and I sold them to one of my really good friends because I couldn't get enough PTO from work. And yeah. um, so I sold it to one of my very good friends um, and that night ended up being the night that she released or she announced Speak Now Taylor's version. And so I was like, oh my goodness. So I was watching it on the live stream and I think I posted a video of my reaction, but in the reaction, um, I read that it says like July 7th as the release. And it takes me a second to realize that I'm seeing Taylor on that day. And so I was like, so shocked. I'm so excited. Um, release days have always been my favorite. So I'm very excited to see what she has in store. Cause I think it's going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's so exciting. Do you have any like release day, like traditions that you do? So, um, usually kind of, I used to have traditions and now since I moved to Japan and then moved back, they're kind of all out of whack. But so for 1989, I went to New York for reputation. I went to New York. Um, for Lover, I was going to go to New York, but my husband had um, a military graduation ceremony and I chose him over Taylor, which is shocking. And so the best um, wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I went to that instead. So I didn't go to um, Lover release um, week in New York, but for um, Folklore and Evermore, we were in lockdown. So I didn't go to Target. Mm -hmm. Usually I try and go to Target. Um, so that's what we are going to do in Kansas City. We're kind of like planning a nice Speak Now release weekend. And um, so we'll go to Target. We'll have like a little brunch before the concert and then just go to the concert and hang out there and see what's going on. <laughs> that's so exciting. That's going to be super, super fun. I'm very, very excited for the album. I was surprised too that she had features on it. I was not expecting that because again, it was self-written. So I was like, of course she's going to be the only person on it. But I do love that she's kind of, um, I think I said this in the last episode that I recorded and I don't remember what order I'm releasing them in. So if anyone listening heard this yesterday, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, I like that she's keeping it in kind of the same universe and like, um, time period that it was in in like 2010 like she's not having super current artists on it or anything like that I just really like that she's drawing from what was popular then and still popular now but like very much in its prime then I think that that's super smart and I'm very excited I personally really like 2010 11 like I think that that was a fun time so I'm excited for that me too. So I think I may have mentioned this in every single episode that I've recorded for this thing. And I think you're the last um, recording session that I have. So I got to mention in this episode, I've been seeing on Twitter and like Instagram and stuff that rumors that may or may not be true. And I don't think they are, but I like to react to them um, that she might release a Speak Now cardigan. <gasps> what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I 
hope so i think it would be so cute i've seen so many renditions of it from like fan made art and stuff like little edits on twitter and instagram um i would love that it was kind of random that she did the red cardigan um so i was shocked at that and so i don't know if she would continue the tradition um, but I would really like her to, especially eventually down the line doing a 1989 cardigan. Like I would love that. I would eat that up. So yeah, <laughs> I would love that. And so I've seen a lot of renditions of like reputation cardigans and speaking out cardigans and they all look super cool. So if she could do that, they would be sold out in a minute. Like we would all eat that up. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm already nervous for the signed CDs. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know when she's going to drop them. So I've, I've had the tab open like, uh-huh ready to go I'm like so nervous because I don't typically like I'm not one to buy a ton of merch or whatever like I'll buy pieces like I bought stuff for the Irish tour and stuff but Speak Now is my absolute all-time favorite album and so I have been budgeting every single month for the merch like I'm like so like I am going to buy the merch I'm so excited for it so I'm like if you drop signed CDs and I miss out I'm gonna be very very sad at myself for not paying attention yeah um but yeah, also just to tie in a little bit, this past weekend, uh, for those listening, we're recording on June 10th, everyone kind of thought that she was going to announce 1989, um, Taylor's version. So like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you have any theories of when she might announce or what? I don't know. <laughs> she was so unpredictable. Like I could never have guessed that she would have announced it at the show like for uh-huh. now so like i am so just confused of what she is doing i've seen a lot of theories that um in the lavender haze music video like the weatherman and like how the 13 was on nashville and then the 13 is now on michigan so like it i guess like it could make sense um i was fully prepared last night just in case if she did announce 1989 taylor's version at the show last night um but i have no idea i really think that she's gonna let speak now have its time and i would really enjoy that like i don't Mm -hmm. i i was never in favor for like the double drop or like you know speak now coming in the 1989 i like i never liked that idea um, just because I like when albums have like their own rollout, like how Red TV was, like that was so fun, and like having that be its own rollout and time period, like I really liked that. So I'm hoping that Speak Now will get its time to shine, and then later down the road we get 1989. Um, because I just want each of the albums to kind of like have its moment in time. Yeah, me too. I agree. I I kind of like seeing the signs of like yeah this might happen but that doesn't mean I like the theory I'm like I might not want it to do that um and so I really want I mean I think Speak Now oh my gosh I think Speak Now Taylor's version is gonna do so well like I'm very excited the cover art is magical it's like because I have such nostalgia around that album and it's my favorite I was very like hyper like please do it justice and like whatever and it just blew it out of the water. I'm so excited. Uh-huh. I feel like it's a really good compliment. It's more mature than the original, but it's not something that's like so far away. And then the back cover, I love. I think it's so pretty. Like 
it's just all the like it's kind of reaffirming everything I thought about speak now um all the magical like fairy tale type stuff but just like in a different you know in like however many years later so I I agree I agree I think it's the best and I've seen people on Twitter saying this like I truly think that this is the best rendition of the stolen versions to Taylor's versions like the side to side comparison is just so so good and even it by itself it does it really does speak now OG version justice which I love yeah yeah I love it that she's I don't know I enjoy how proud she is of her work because sometimes like we've all done that where we look back on videos of us as like younger versions of ourselves and we're like oh that's embarrassing or what were you doing or whatever like this is what you thought and maybe it wasn't you know accurate or you don't think like that anymore or whatever and so for me this whole like re-releasing re-recording albums process has kind of made me feel like a lot more gentle and a lot nicer to my younger self because I feel like she is really appreciating where she was at that time whereas like she's matured so much in her songwriting her um just everything basically she's just gotten so much better but she's not like beating herself up oh well if you'd only been this great like then or whatever so a roundabout way of just saying like I'm really proud of the way that she's approached this project and it's just made me like so happy and I'm just like that's such a good way to put it too like I think that that is probably like the moral after all of this is done I think that that is something that like we can take away is like she was gentle on herself. She gave her younger self the voice, even if it wasn't, you know, accurate or like better than revenge, for example, like everyone was so shocked that it was on the track list. And I always thought that like, she was going to always put that on there because like that's at one time how she thought. And I mean, give her younger self, you know, credit. And like, she, I don't know. It, it's just like a really good way to put it is like be nice to our younger selves and give, you know, some credit to our younger selves, yeah. even how yeah. or weird they were. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. No, I'm really excited that Better Than Revenge is on there. I'm like, I mean, it might not be accurate. It might not be correct or whatever, but like sometimes your emotions aren't, you just feel angry and uh-huh. maybe you shouldn't, but you do. And it's, especially if you write a super catchy song about it like you should let yourself feel those feelings i agree so yeah yeah so before we launch into rapid fire stuff which might not be so rapid it doesn't have to be (laughs) but um tell everyone where we can find you online so on instagram it's 989.mp3 um and then on tiktok it's alexis13 my name is spelled funky but you can find it (laughs) um and then on twitter my username is those 89 curls they used to be all in unison now there's three different usernames so (laughs) yeah oh something okay another thing before the rapid fire what happened to your old account Oh, okay. um, we yeah. mentioned that, but not. Yeah. So in what was it last year? It was actually really bad timing. It was the day that um, pre-sale like verified fan emails were going out. Like if you were chosen to be a verified fan for the launch and um, that same day, my um, those 1989 curls account that I had since 2011 um, was suspended um, permanently. 
And um, I found out the morning of the day that I also got waitlisted for the era store. <laughs> so it was like, it was a really hard day. I was really emotional. Everything ended up working out. Everything's fine. But that day I was really, really emotional um, yeah. and really upset because that account held a lot of pictures from when I started my account and like, you know, going through red release and like all of those things. So all of those pictures are all on there, but thank God I had a Twitter at the same time I had that account. So most of my pictures were on my Twitter that I still have. So most of the pictures are still alive, but a lot <laughs> of, a lot of things died with that account. And yeah. so I switched to a new account, um, which is 1989.mp3. And that's the one I have now. Yeah, it's super pretty. Everyone needs to check it out. Um, and again, like you're so positive. I know that was really hard, but I don't know. I, I enjoy seeing you come on and I feel like fan Twitter or Instagram or whatever gets a bad rap sometimes of people just fighting and sometimes like that does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't because it, it can be accurate and people are kind of catty, but I feel like you're constantly positive and I also feel like if people don't see that, then they have a problem. So anyway... <laughs> With that being said, let's just launch into the rapid fire. So I've got a couple of questions. Some of them, most of them honestly are 1989 just because I know you love it. So we're just going to ask that. Um, and I'm going to have to make you choose between different songs. So I don't oh, okay. I don't know how hard that's going to be. Um, but the first question is Out of the Woods or Style? Oh, <laughs> this is already so hard. Okay, hold on. I got to think. Um... This isn't going to be rapid at all. Hold on. <laughs> um, That's okay. Literally none of mine were. It's fine. I'm a talker. Okay. Um, I would say my gut is telling me out of the woods. I don't know if that's accurate, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> okay. I support either decision. They're great <laughs> Favorite Taylor Swift lyric. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's a hard one. Okay. I was going to say it could either be hard or people could be like, nope, I know it. Exactly. I... Like... I want to say this is the first lyric that comes to mind and it's from Treacherous. And I used to have this lyric written in my middle school or no high school bedroom. And it was nothing safe is worth the drive. And I just always thought that that was just a really good life motto and you can take it as you do and apply it as you will. But I like that lyric. So I guess I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah. I love that lyric. It's, yeah. it's catchy, but it's deep, but it's, it's a lot. Um, Okay, this is kind of more fun. Uh, chai cookies or caramel latte? I'm going to say caramel latte just because I'm not a big sweets person. And so uh -huh. I don't eat cookies a lot, but I will go for anything caramel coffee related. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I'm, re I'm really excited. Whenever 1989 drops, I'm definitely making the chai cookies and maybe a caramel latte or maybe like a vodka diet cake. It depends. Yes, there you go. That's very fantastic. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm like, for Speak Now, I try to, I try to like celebrate and whatever, because when I'm recording, you know, I'll listen to the album and then record my reaction, like, and literally release it like one second after I'm done recording and just like hit publish. And so I always try and have some like a fun drink or, you know, some fun food. And so I was trying to make it like Speak Now themed. And so I was having kind of some trouble with that. I was like, I don't know what to speak now. I don't know. And so I think I'm just going to do like a lavender vodka lemonade or something. Uh, yeah. And put like glitter in it because yeah. 
Mercedes-Benz Stadium was supposed to serve those, and they did, but they were kind of not very consistent, and so yeah. I didn't end up getting one, because I was like, it's, it's going to be expensive, and I don't even, yeah. like, I saw one girl, and it didn't even have glitter in it, and I was like, I'm not ordering if it didn't have glitter, like, sorry, yeah. um, so I'm just going to, like, redo it with Speak Now, so cute. anyway. That'll be cute. All right, next question. What is your favorite Taylor Swift street style moment? Oh my goodness. Okay, I have one and it's from the 1990 era and it's my favorite outfit that she's ever worn. And I want to try and find it somewhere because it's actually from H&M. It was a, I think she did um, a press thing for the giver this day. I don't remember. Um, but it is an H&M two piece like crop top and skirt set. And it's called H&M Organza. I know the name of it because I try searching for it uh -huh. on Poshmark. <laughs> and yeah. um, I can show you real quick because it's so cute and I love it so much. And it was like from H&M and very affordable. And it was this one. So this is the set that she wore. Oh, I love that. And this is like the street moment. And it's so... It's so pretty. And it's so pretty. But I'm a sucker for any sets and matching yep. outfits. Anything with a skater skirt, I'm in. So <laughs> um, all of her skater skirt outfits are really cute. But that one's my top because it's so good. Yeah. I love that you knew it right off the like <laughs> top of your head. You're like... I got one and like, here's a photo. I can pull it up in five seconds. Like, it's my favorite. I love all of her matching outfits. They, there's something about a matching outfit that's just like, you've got your life together. You just, you look super put together and yes. it, it looks great. Yes. So, yeah. All right. Last question New Romantics or Wonderland? Wonderland. I love Wonderland. Oh, um, Wonderland too. And ever, I will say, New Romantics is a very good song. I'm a sucker for anything off that album, but um, it is lower on my ranking, which is shocking because I feel like a lot of people like that's their number one. Like they're yeah. die hard new romantic fans, but um, I love it. But there's just like Wonderland. I wish you would clean. Like those are my top three. Those are my golden trio. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I love Wonderland. That's my favorite. Yeah, I love that. I'm always surprised by her bonus tracks because I'm like, how is this not on the album? Right? But <laughs> it's also kind of fun because it's like, oh, a little like extra little goodie, yeah, right? whatever. Yeah. So, and then I didn't have this written down, but what songs are you most excited to hear from Speak Now Taylor's version? Oh, I'm very excited to hear Haunted. Was very psyched that she played it last night because uh -huh. even like hearing it off of a live stream, like you can get the idea and it made me even more excited for Taylor's version. Um, I also love mine from Speak Now. That's my favorite. Um, so mine, Haunted, and The Story of Us are oh. ones that I'm really, really psyched for. Um, and to see what she'll do with them. Better Than Revenge. I I love Better Than Revenge. I know it's controversial, but I love that song. Um, and so I'm excited to see if she changes anything um, and how it goes. And then when Emma falls in love, from the vault track. I'm so excited to see what that is. Like, is it Emma Stone? I don't, I don't know. I'm very excited. I know. I'm super excited for the vault tracks. I'm really excited for Timeless. I don't know. I don't know. That just sounds yeah. like, so I don't know. It sounds really fun and intriguing. And yeah. I'm just like, I know that the one word like titles mm -hmm. are ones that really like draw me in. Cause I'm like, how do you 
yeah. you know, sum up this song in one word. Yeah. And so I'm excited for that one and just excited for the whole thing. But anyway, thank you so much for being on Alexis. This was so fun. Of course. I had the best time. This is, this was my first podcast ever. So what? yeah, I'm very excited. You're kidding. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Hey.